turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. for you or anyone to eliminate all of the risk. But here's the positive news. Because now in Saskatchewan, so many people are now vaccinated, and because Omicron seems to be much less severe than previous strains, yes, more people are getting Omicron, but they aren't getting as sick. We may continue to see COVID morph into different variants and forms in the coming months and years, but we need to end the perpetual state of crisis. Recently, we dropped the requirements for close contacts to self-isolate. And you've heard me now many times talk about ending the proof of vaccination system in our province. Other provinces and other countries are also having this very important conversation about how they are going to move forward living with COVID. In the coming days and weeks, the, the government of Saskatchewan will be taking a number of steps to manage COVID in the same way that we manage other communicable diseases and seasonal viruses that we deal with in our communities each and every year. Dr. Shahab and his team will continue to provide updates on any new emerging issues that may be related to COVID or other public health risks that are affecting our province. And our number one priority will be ensuring that healthcare services will be there and be available for anyone that may require them. So what does this all mean for us? It means COVID is not ending, but government restrictions on your rights and freedoms, those will be ending and ending very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, that right there was uh, Canadian Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan. And it seems to me that that is the first sign 
of a very high elected official saying, look, COVID is here. It's here to stay. We need to side with the truckers. We need to side with, Amer- uh, with, with Canadians. And we need to end these ridiculous government restrictions. It's really nice, isn't it? Isn't it really nice when you see a, uh, a politician actually say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, guys. I'm here for a reason. And ultimately, that reason is to be there for the people that elected you into that position. And there is no pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. There is no emergency when it comes to health that trumps people's freedoms. When you start encroaching on people's freedoms, that is when it has gone too far. Does coronavirus exist? Yes, we know this because Tony Fauci funded it with taxpayer money and manufactured it in Wuhan. Does COVID-19 kill people? Yes, we know this because most of us have had it before and most of us have been sick before, ladies and gentlemen. But it is the government restrictions of your freedom that is the red line in the sand when it comes to any kind of, uh, of moving forward with any kind of these, any more of these lockdowns, any more of these restrictions, any more of these forced vaccinations, any more of these forced masks, all of it, ladies and gentlemen, it all has to go. So big shout out to Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan for actually calling to it for an end to these COVID restrictions. It's, it's about time. It's about time that we see somebody do this. It really is. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You're locked and loaded right here, live from America. At quarter past the hour, we do have a very special guest with us tonight, um, human rights attorney and freedom fighter, Lee Dundas, somebody that we all uh, highly respect. We've been watching for a long time. It's very nice to be able to have her on the show tonight. We're going to talk about this, uh, what's going on in Canada, uh, what uh, will be going on in America in the future, and much, much more. But right now, we're going to give some live shout-outs to some people who are watching across social media. And I do want to give a big shout-out to those who are watching on Real America's Voice News and also digital TV platforms across the country. So please, let me know who you are, where you're from. Let me give you your shout-out, because it's, be- it's because of you that we're here to begin with. So, Victoria, God bless you. Thank you very much for watching on Rumble. Eric, good to see you. God bless you, and thank you. I appreciate that. So many people look like they're very, very happy uh, to, uh, to, to have Lee Dundas on tonight, so I'm very proud to have her on. Uh, Terry Sue, God bless you. Thank you very much. Melly, good to see you. God bless you, and thank you. These are all our, uh, these are our Rumble family members. Let's shoot over to Getter. Because like I've been saying, Getter has been the Twitter killer, and Getter is definitely getting bigger every single day. We've got Snapdragons, our young patriots watching from Illinois. God bless you. Is it, is it, is it Illinois? It, I, know it's, I know it's Midwest. I know it's Midwest. I think it's Michigan, though. It's one of the two. Either way, Zachary White, how you doing? Thanks for watching tonight from Arlington, Texas. He says, hi, everybody. Sheila, how you doing? Good to see you. She says, shout out from South Carolina. We've got Green Bay, Wisconsin in the house. How you doing? Good to see you. Leslie from Ohio. O-H-I-O is in the house tonight. Roxy, good to see you. Thank you very much. Alyssa Loves USA says, hi, Jeremy, and all from the great state of Michigan. And one more. Let's give it to, how about, oh, come on, Katie from Illinois. God bless you. My home state of Illinois. How you doing, Katie? I also do, folks, want to ask for prayers tonight. Uh, for one of the people that uh, have been watching live from America for quite a long time, a lot of correspondence back and forth, Larry Reha. I'm sure you've seen him across social media watching live from America before. He just had open heart surgery six days ago. 
So we definitely want to put Larry in our prayers, um, especially get, you know, it, it's so scary, isn't it, to go to the hospital in 2022? Isn't that a scary thing? To have to go to the hospital in 2022, not knowing if they're if they're even going to um, they're even going to operate on you, if they're even going to give you any kind of life saving treatment, isn't it pretty? Isn't it kind of scary these days? You know what I mean? Uh, so it's it's just an added stress, ladies and gentlemen, to go to the doctor's office, to go to the hospital. It's just an added stress in 2022. It really is. And for everybody just joining in, you're watching Locked and Loaded right here live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're going to switch up the show a little bit tonight. Instead of going to a first and foremost section, we're actually going to get right from the Lord's Prayer. We're going to go to commercial break, and we're going to come back right with our first guest of the evening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so let's go to the Lord now. February 3rd, year of our Lord, 2022. Reading from Jesus Calling, the evening, the evening version. The future belongs to me, so you don't need to worry about it. Focus your attention on me and what I am doing in your life. I am your living Savior, and I am always doing new things. From Matthew 634, Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And that's from Matthew 6:34 and going to Isaiah 42:9 which says, "See the former things have taken place and new things I declare before they spring into being, I announce them to you." You can also go to Luke 4.18 to read something along those lines as well. Before you turn out the light tonight, instead of trying to predict what tomorrow may bring, remind yourself that what I will help you with, I'll help you with, uh, to deal with whatever comes your way. And that's what it is, folks. We talked about this the other day in the morning newsletter. Eight, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to control the things that are cap- coming your way in your life. And you know what? You don't got to be scared of them. You don't have to fear them. You know there's somebody there. You know there's somebody that's got your back. Look, the armor of God, we talk about it all the time. It talks about the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of uh, the helmet of salvation, the shoes of peace. It talks about everything that's covering the front of your body, but there's no armor on the back of your body. Why? Because we're not made to go backwards. We're made to go forward no matter what. That's what we've been doing this whole last year. That's what uh, Lee Dundas has been doing, moving forward. And the other reason why you don't have to have any armor on your back is because God's got your back. So let's go to the Lord's Prayer before we get to this first commercial break, and then we can move on with the show. It's going to be a great show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Please remove your hats, and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've seen those truckers up in Canada all banding together to say the Lord's Prayer together. But I have to tell you, when I saw that, it brought a tear to my eye. It really did bring a tear to my eye because it lets you know that these guys, no matter what, No matter what, ladies and gentlemen, these guys are putting all their faith and their trust in God. 
We're going to take our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, ladies and gentlemen. This is Live from America. I'm Jeremy Harrell. We're coming to you from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. And when we come back, we got a very special guest. Stay tuned. Okay, folks, we are now on our first commercial break here. Of course, we got the Live from America uh, social media audience here as well. And uh, I am going to go uh, go ahead right now and uh, work on bringing in our first guest of the evening. And it's uh, it, obviously you guys know that it is. It is human rights attorney Lee Dundas. I just want to make sure that everything is kosher here. Um to bring her on just one second. <clears throat> Hold on one second, folks. Lee, can you hear and see me? I can hear and see you. Can you see me? I can hear and see you. How are you? I'm great. Other than I had to come into Los Angeles today and I had my first experience uh, firsthand of the Warsaw Ghetto, I had to eat outside at my first eatery because uh, I don't have a vaccination pass. Oh, that, that actually happened to you tonight? Today? It, it, it happened to me this morning for breakfast. Uh, I am now in a different part of L.A. where I just had lunch and uh, it was an Italian eatery. And I, uh, you know, the Italians tend to be like, you know, you can take a long walk off a short pier. So they're not enforcing. But, yeah, this uh, I, I had not really experienced it firsthand. This is pretty crazy how far we've sunk in over, you know, 22 months now. Yeah, it really is. Um I'm just uh, getting things set up here while we're in this commercial break. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that are really, really excited to have you on. Uh, again, this is my first time meeting you, so uh, the formalities, how you doing? Thank you very much for coming on. It's, been, it's an honor. Um, I, I, I went from watching you in uh, – watching you in um, – you know, on my basement on my laptop after the after the election, trying to figure out everything that was going on, and it was just you know. And I remember you you did a, you did a lot of what uh, what I've been able to do on this show, and that is you've been able to really calm people's fears and help people out. You know what I mean? And that's that's the I think that's one of the best things that you've done is just being able to bring uh, things to a, in logical common sense uh, language for people to understand because. You know, a lot of people just don't understand what's going on. And so when people like you, uh, you know, bring it to them in a, in a very easy understanding way, I think it's I think that's where you really have been most effective. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of time and I uh, I like to break it down for myself so I can understand. It. And then I figure, well, I should shout this out to the world so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. So I'm glad that it resonated. Uh, and I agree with you. And thank you. And uh, thanks for the microphone today as well. Uh, without you guys, we're nothing. We can do all the good work you want. But if nobody knows about it, because nobody broadcasts it, it's as if it didn't happen. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Like I said, if it was like you just said, if it wasn't for people like me, uh, Real America's Voice, OAN, Newsmax, all these people that are like, you know what, we're getting out. Nobody would know. And most people don't know. That's the problem. Yet. Right. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Anyway, let's right. uh, let's come back from this commercial break and uh, we'll get right into it. So <clears throat> here we go. And welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, we got a very special guest tonight. Somebody I've been uh, wanting to get on Live from America for a long time. Somebody I admire very much. And uh, like we were talking during this commercial break, um, 
just now. Um, she's really been able to help a lot of people calm down. A lot of people, you know, get away from the fear mongering and get away from the, oh, no, the sky is falling. And uh, she's really had words of encouragement for so many patriots, so many great freedom loving people over the last couple of years. Uh, so let's just bring her in now, ladies and gentlemen, human rights attorney and freedom fighter Lee Dundas. Lee, how are you doing tonight? And welcome to Live from America. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And uh, I'm doing great. Other than, as I mentioned on the break, uh, I'm in L.A. today, not Orange County. Uh, and, uh, you know, Orange County is sort of a nice little bastion of conservatism in uh, California. But I had to come into L.A. today, which I've studiously avoided for the last year and a half. And darn if I didn't get uh, treated like I was in the Warsaw Ghetto because I didn't have a vaccine passport at my first restaurant. We had to eat outside in like 40 degree weather, which in California, that's our freezing, you know, 40, 50 degree weather. But crazy, crazy what the world's come to. So when the, peop- when the people asked you for your- so when you went in, did they just said, do you have your vaccination card? You said no. Were they rude to you in any way or they just said, sorry, we can't let you in? I mean, how was that experience? I've not experienced that yet. I've not put myself to that position yet because I don't know how I would react. <laughs> I would react. <laughs> so I'm just curious. How did that go? It, it will. I actually was the second person there. Another attorney was uh, was there first and he warned me. He had gotten an outdoor table on the sidewalk and he said, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to eat outside. I hope it's not too cold for you. And I said, oh, shoot, that's right. I'm in I'm in the Warsaw Ghetto and I don't have a passport and neither do you. And he goes, yeah, this is this is what it's like. And I said, well, I've been on the freeway for two hours. Tell me I'm going to be able to use the restroom inside. Right. And he goes, yeah, they're cool about that. But it's a it's scary times when as a law abiding average American citizen, you can't go indoors to access services. Uh, and, and we got to we got to stop this, you know what, right here, right now, this bullpucky, because yeah. uh, if you let it spread, pretty soon the whole world's a Warsaw ghetto and you are no longer allowed access to anything. That's well, how that goes. Well, like Senator Sonny Borelli of Arizona said recently, now is the time here. This is our window. This is our opportunity. If we don't stand up now, if we don't continue this fight that we've been doing this last year or ever since November 3rd, I should say, well, really since 2016, uh, then we'll lose yeah. it forever. So I really want to yeah. get into something very important to everybody right now and it's and you're very close to this and that is the yeah. uh, the freedom convoy up in canada um yeah. can you kind of let the audience know because i got a brief synopsis of this when i was talking to uh to your assistant getting you booked on the show uh you're really you're really um boots on the ground when it comes to this whole freedom convoy from from the beginning until now and going forward uh kind of bring the audience to uh up to speed with what your involvement is in that well We were sort of helping strategize uh, sort of behind the scenes. You know, my background, well, long time ago, I was a corporate lawyer representing Fortune 500 companies. But for the last 10 years, I have actually spent a good portion of my time in Southeast Asia, Thailand, Cambodia, down along the Malaysian border, uh, in in brothel towns, busting brothels, running crews of undercover former Navy SEAL type guys, former SWAT, uh, doing intelligence gathering, figuring out which Asian mafias are running the brothels. Are we going to target them? How are we going to take them out? How are we going to get the girls out safely? And the town I do the most work in um, is actually bombed a lot. It's bombed on average 330 times a year by the radicalized insurgent bombers in South Asia that are not just buying the girls for sex, but on the side, they're practicing their bombing skills like you see in the Mideast, and they're using the girls as target practice. So I live and work, even though I look like a soccer mom, and I am a soccer mom by day in Orange County, I, I think much more like a Navy SEAL because that's been my training ground for the last 10 years 
And uh, so we were, we were reached out to by a lot of the Canadian truckers when it was just a handful of guys looking to make a stand. And, and it was really in, in, in the infancy. And I provided some strategy I had seen. I was on the ground during the, uh, the coup in Thailand in 2014, where the people actually took, the farmers did, they took their big earth moving equipment and they rolled five, six, seven hours across the country. And they threatened to encircle and embargo a Bangkok International Airport. And I got to tell you, my friends, that was a pivotal move it was sort of game over after that because the powers that be thought well we can't get anything done if we can't get goods in and out of our our, uh, our airport so using large equipment in a defensive or offensive manner can be a very very pivotal game-changing kind of move so i was happy when the uh, canadian truckers reached out to share what little or, or lot i had learned on the ground in some of these areas and uh, you know, strategize with them. They've got some border checkpoints up there. It's been going real well. Uh, as you may know, they were bigger than the Canadian military. Three days before they hit Ottawa, they had 100 mile long lines. Uh, you know, some of these trucks, the, the convoy grew from two different little convoys to 11 convoys. Uh, I talked to Ottawa 24 hours ago. They said, don't send any more trucks. We have so many trucks, we don't know what to do. They've raised almost $10 million. Uh, Trudeau's got a hell of a problem because these boys are going to sit on Parliament Hill until 2025, and they got $10 million to do it with. They ain't moving. And uh, they've got a lot of the major border checkpoints locked down as well. And uh, Canada's in deep freeze midwinter. They need goods coming in and out of their border. Or they're going to be in a real problem. And I've said this once, and I'll say it again. You're only living in a first world country when your supply chain works. As soon as you interrupt the supply chain, you are now thrust back into where I live part-time in Asia, which is a third world country. And most soccer moms, me being the exception to the rule, don't want to be living in a third world country. So Trudeau's got a problem he's got to solve. And man, they're feeding the poor up there. They're sweeping the streets. Trudeau can't touch them without this backflashing badly on him because he's going to look like the irony. Well, he's going to look like a dictator. I mean, he already does. When you're hiding from your own people, when you have to hide from your own people, you're a dictator. I don't, that's it right there. I mean, there's no, there's no more discussion that needs to be had. If you're hiding from the people that you represent, you got to go. You know what I mean? This needs, you know, the power trip needs to end. But you said something about the $10 million. Now, wasn't that $10 million or a good portion of that like held and seized and froze by uh, these donation companies um, like GoFundMe and stuff? Or has that been since? So that's what I had heard. But then when those truckers did a press conference, I didn't get this direct from the truckers. I just saw the press conference. They said that was a rumor that they think was started by the left and that they had always had access to their funds. Really? And I thought, and they thought that rumor was started to interrupt the funding. People will think, oh, if I can't donate or it's going to be held, I don't want to donate. But actually it had the opposite effect. They went from like 4 million to 10 million. Amen. And, they, and what they said is they've always had access to it and God wow. bless them for it. They're, they're using it well. They're well, using you, it to do you what, know what that reminds me of. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of how the Democrats do on voting day when they say, oh, they put out these polls. Oh, oh, Donald Trump, uh, Hillary's, uh, he, he, she's killing him. 91% chance you might not, might as well not even go and vote. Sounds like the same tactic they're using when it comes to the resources for the truckers. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, but they, they, They've got a little bit of excitement. Did you hear what was hearing in, uh, happening in Alberta last night? Well, you're talking about the, the farmers joining the truckers and, and, and blowing through the uh, barricade or, or what? That was two nights ago. So at the Coots, Alberta, Sweetgrass, Montana border crossing, they had a bunch, just set it on the hood. They had a bunch of um, 
yeah, just right there. They had a bunch of uh, cops come out and make a blockade across the road. Yep. So the farmers and the, the tractor trailer guys just went around the edge and carried on down the highway. That was the first shot across the bow that Trudeau did. And the cops just stood there and looked right. around like, all right. Yep. There's nothing they can so do. Last, so last night, they upped the ante and they surrounded the truckers. The cops did, or so I heard. And now what happened is the truckers called in reinforcement. So they've got the truckers in the middle, the cops around the perimeter of the truckers, and then the truckers called in a second layer that then ran and embargoed and circumnavigated the cops. So now you've got a three layer, triple layer cake with it being truckers, cops, truckers again. It's fixing to get real interesting because like I said, the tow truck tra trailer haulers are standing down. Trudeau's called them all out of Calgary and said, get your ass down there, boys, pardon my French, and start towing these guys. And they're not breaking rank with their brothers. They're like, ah, we got COVID. We're not feeling so yeah, good. We I can't heard, do that. I you. saw that. I saw that. That's that's incredible. I love that. I love the fact, too, when you, when you see all the tow truck, um, tow truck companies actually show up, they're all smiling like, yeah, we're here, but we're not doing yeah, anything. We're, <laughs> we're here. Check the box. Yeah. We're well, in it backfired in Manitoba when they tried to prevent them from fueling and feeding. Cause then the, yeah. the guys could screw you. We're just going to bring the tractor or the, the tanker trucks in and refuel ourselves. We're the ones who bring the gas to the gas station. Have you forgotten that Trudeau? Uh, every shot he makes, the guys end up checkmating him on. So it's, it's going to get interesting. Well, and, and, and here's the, I mean, let's look at the, let's get rid of the, uh, go away from the political part of it for a minute because there's a standoff politically, obviously over all of this, but let's just get to the, uh, to the reality of, of the people of Canada. Like sooner or later, whether you're a Trudeau fan or not, if you can't get resources and you can't get goods and you can't get milk for your child or bread for your family, if you can't get this stuff sooner or later, whether you love Trudeau or not, you're going to have to say, you need to step down because you're destroying yeah. our country. Just you being there is destroying our country. And then I don't know if you saw, but right before the show or right before you came on, I actually showed a video of, um, of premier Scott Moe from Saskatchewan. And he's been, from what I see, he's been the first Canadian official, yeah. uh, who, who really come out and said, look, we got to end this because it's, yeah. it's going nowhere fast. He, he said that within the first three hours of the arrival in Ottawa, and then he issued a letter Sunday, the day after they arrived. And uh, Parliament's been going back and forth. Candace Bergen up there was ripping them a new one and saying, this has got to end, got to end. And it was it was a joyous to my heart to watch what happened. She had rounds of applause from the gallery. You know, it's very different. It's more English, the way they run their government. Yeah. And then the, the guy who's the speaker or whatever is like, order, order, you know? And then he lets the other guy say his piece, you know, the, the lefty liberal. And that guy's talking and he's getting actively booed. So even within parliament up there, the, the favor has swung toward the truckers and oh, they're yeah. nailing their, their messaging. They're like, we're out here, peaceful as can be. We're going to feed the homeless with some of our money. We're going to polish the statues. I mean, Trudeau is just, they're untouchable right now, unless Trudeau wants to bring in the military. And if he does, I think the court of public opinion is going to swing even harder against him. It, it's He's in a tough, tough well, spot. And it really won't only spot. swing against him. It'll swing against politicians here in America, too, because they're they're also in bed together with this. Um, uh, Lee, we're going to take a, our first commercial break. You can stay over to the next segment, right? 
I can. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America, and we are um, honored tonight uh, with our guest, Lee Dundas, human rights attorney. We're breaking it all down here, folks. Thank you very much for showing up tonight, and we will be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, Lee, so uh, we're, we're obviously still live for the uh, for the um, social media audience. So while we're here for this three minutes or so, um, I want to talk about you in Arizona last week. Was it last week that you were in Arizona at that hearing? Yeah, that was Tuesday after I testified in D.C. on Monday, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you're all over the place. You're just all over the place I- killing it. <laughs> so so i saw you so when i was playing some clips um i can't remember the, the gentleman's name who was up there uh he was uh he was he was um he's a citizen of arizona but he was also the the one that oversaw the i believe it was the military ballots the um okay. and uh but i saw you sitting there and i said oh you know i, I wonder what she's doing there so that's why well, that was my question to you is what was your role that were you just there as a as a as, as a bystander or just why were you there actually uh, presenting anything, giving testimony or anything like that? I was at the Scottsdale school board meeting on Tuesday night last week uh, because their superintendent or their president of the school board up until recently was a guy by the name of, uh, I think his name's like Scott Greenbaum or Greenberg, something like that. I'm, I'm blanking on the name now. Um, and 28-year-old manchild who lives at home with his daddy and basically was caught sending a Google Drive link out to the masses that was a KGB style dossier that he had access to. I don't know if he collected or just had access to it, but he and his dad shared this G Drive link. And on that were warehoused pictures of eight and 10 year old little girls in his school district, their parents' social security numbers, dates of birth, mortgage information, divorce information, criminal histories, you name it. Some private eye that I don't even know who hired him, but you can put the math together, had literally gotten all this data together and he had it in a G drive file he had access to at his house that he showed with his father, uh, put into categories that said like school board wackos or mask wearing, whatever. I, I mean, it was just incredible. So the notion that they still have him on this board and are still pushing the mask mandate was just absolutely horrifying to me. So I was in town uh, on a long layover anyway, it just lined up with the board meeting. I said, I am going to go give this board a piece of my mind. What the hell, pardon my French, are you doing having this guy on your board who is warehousing Amen. eight and 10-year-old little kids' photos? You should be ashamed of yourselves. This is a KGB-style witch hunt, or it sure, certainly looks like it. You should get this guy off the board, and you should not be collecting data on your politically uh, opposite parents in your district. Those people elected you to represent them, even if they vote differently than you each November, not act like you're, you're in the KGB. So that's kind of what I said. Wow. <laughs> at the school board. Wow. Yeah. And at and at the at the Arizona or the uh the hearing that you were at too, they were they were dropping bombshells about about the uh the military ballots. The I, I believe they were called the there was an acronym for them, the Uakawa ballots or something like that, where they were uh we played it here on the show, but I was really interested in what they were talking about because they were talking about the ma- the military ballots that were coming back were photocopied paper. They weren't on ballots, they were on eight by eight by you know eleven photocopied paper and that was what they were when when he said he was going through these ballots he said 80 percent of them 90 percent of them were on photocopied eight and a half by 11 paper and he said and 90 percent of them were for one candidate and guess who that candidate was obviously it was joe biden it was just i i mean the the level of 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 elections 
fraud that has happened in this country is is what people don't understand. It isn't just Dominion. It isn't just the mail-in ballots. It's Dominion, the mail-in ballots, the 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 military votes, the dead voters on the voter rolls, the bad vote. I mean, it's they they oh, had that. to do it. They had to do it in ten different ways in order to steal the election. And you take away two of those ways, and they won't be able to do it again. Which is why I'm so happy to see these election security laws. You know, I know happening everywhere. God bless them. We we need to get a hold of our election integrity before the next election happens because, you know, here in Cali we have Dominion in forty seven of fifty eight counties. Last I checked, you ain't never gonna win an election when you got Dominion with that open door system no. where anybody can just come in the back door and switch the ballots over. I mean, this is ludicrous. This is technology that our CIA developed in order to overthrow uh, regimes in third world banana republics and now it is being deployed and used against American citizens and yeah. it needs to stop. Well, the good thing is about it, we know it. We know it. You know, yeah. it'd, it'd be it, we know. had Trump won, had, had I mean, had he won on paper anyway, we know he won, yeah. but had he won and still been there, we would have all just been like, yay! And this would have just been kicked down the camp, you know, for, down the road for four more years and they would have picked up where they left off. But we're going to come back from this commercial break now, so uh, bear with me just one second here. <clears throat> and welcome back, folks. This is Live from America. Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And speaking about living free or dying, we've got human rights attorney Lee Dundas with us tonight uh, for the second segment. So, uh, Lee, thanks for staying over. Um, I want to get into the future of this convoy. Now, I know everybody wants to rush and have this convoy surround D.C., but we all know D.C. is a ghost town. What are you really going to accomplish by surrounding all of a ghost town where nobody's at anyway? We know. We see the pictures. We see the videos every day. So I want to talk about the possibility of, my, of maybe going to um, alternative locations. And do you know about this? And are you part of this going forward from Canada down through America? Uh, yeah, I mean, define a part of this. Uh, well, I mean, are you are you are you privy to what they're what they're hoping to accomplish these organizers, or are they just yeah. or are they just going to see what happens in Canada first before they make any definite plans afterwards? Because they don't know how long they're going to be there. I think we would be wise not necessarily to wait forever on Canada, but to give it longer than a couple days. Um, you know, this is to some degree a, a peaceful war, but it has a lot in common with a real war, which is you make a play and then you adjust based on what you see happen in response. Um, and you don't necessarily rush to judgment and assume that the play you made is going to work the same across the board, you know, just because you could took that hill, you're going to be able to take the next hill. So I'm a fan, not necessarily a paralysis analysis and waiting forever, but of waiting for a little while. And I say that having just told you before the break that I saw this move made in Thailand and I've been itching to see it be made here in America since 2014. So don't get me wrong. I'm as enthusiastic as the next guy on, yeah, let's, let's get some stuff done. But a couple of things. One, Canada earned their right. They earned their day in the sun. Amen. They need to have their day in the sun. They have stood up for the world. The eyes of the world are on them. We want to not unduly distract from that focus because that focus and attention is its own amount of political pressure on Trudeau and the lefties up there to do the right thing. So if we're waving a shiny object down here too early, it distracts the focus from Canada 
And if I'm Trudeau, I'm saying, oh, there's going to be another convoy. Well, I'll just wait for that other convoy to peel off half the guys up here, and then it'll be much easier to pick off the ones that remain. Good point. I don't want to see that happen. Good point. Um, Secondly, as to your concern about D.C., uh, we know how they played in D.C. We already saw it 12 months ago. Mm. Are they probably going to do the same thing? I wouldn't put it past them. I was in D.C. seven days ago testifying on Ron Johnson's thing with the military whistleblowers that had come to me. And I, I got to tell you, you know, it is a ghost town. They've got concertina wire and fencing around many of the buildings. They've already blocked off a lot of the uh, of the streets. All you need is to get a big rig nose to tail in a convoy column going down a street, have the mayor or somebody else go, now we're going to block it off. Well, now you're sitting ducks, nose to tail in a row, surrounded by very tall buildings with with windows. And all they need to say, whether it's true or not, is somebody did something to us and that justified our response back. And now you've got a false flag event, even if we actually did nothing. So situational awareness for your destination is really important. I'm not saying don't do the convoy. What I am doing is trying to talk to a lot of the people and saying, hey, I've learned a lot being on the ground doing these types of things in third world countries where bombs are going off. Um, so even though I don't look like somebody who would have this data, I do. So let's let's get with some best practices and really think this through so it can be effective when we do it. Um, I think now uh, what we're seeing is a lot of folks are wanting to, to give Canada a minute and talk about doing D.C. or a, a different destination um, a little bit down the road in a few weeks' time. And that's that's more my leaning. I don't want to go rushing there tomorrow. Right. I think um, I think it's not enough time just to logistically plan it, even if everything were to go smoothly or to raise the money necessary. So what I would say to your audience is if you have groups that are forming up in your area and they're very excited, but they need a little leadership and they want to be on the same page as some other groups, um, I'm acting as a sort of de facto clearinghouse for the groups to talk to each other right now give me a shout out my email is simple it's lee l-e-i-g-h dot esq at gmail.com or you can go onto my new website i've rebranded out as of the last two weeks it's freedomfighternation.org again that's freedomfighternation.org there's a separate tab on convoys you can join up and that'll shoot me an email and you can say hey i've got a group forming here that wants to be a part of it but can we get plugged in and i'll plug you into what seems to be the the going movement right now. Well, and you know what I love about what you just said is, I mean, obviously you're fighting on many tips of the spear. I mean, you're fighting, you know, all types of different things from school, bo- from to schools, school boards, vaccines, trucker freedom. You're all over the place. But what I love about you is, um, and, and many people is over this last year is more people have gotten involved and got up off their couch than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now I'm 42, right? I've been in I've been involved in politics for probably 25 of those years, really these last five, six years with the show and everything like that. And I, in my lifetime, have never seen people get up and fight. And what you're saying right there is, you know, you're, you, you guys, have, you're putting together this infrastructure for more people to join and more people to fight. We have never seen that, at least in my lifetime, I've not seen that in the United States of America. So it, it's, no. it's weird that in 40 years... I've not seen something like we have like we've done in the last year. And and I get a lot of people that tell me, oh, look, nothing's being done. Nothing's being done. And I get it. Everybody wants people in handcuffs today. I get it. But what we need to encourage people with is a lot is being done. There's a lot being done, more done than I've ever seen in my life. And look what you I mean, you just explained it right there. We're organizing. We're being strategic. We obviously don't want to let. Hey, hey, we're coming to the Capitol on uh, February 15th. Uh, Make sure that you cut all our resources off and make sure we can't get there. 
I mean, it's strategic fighting. We are in a war, unfortunately. We're already in a war. We are, and and we're late to the party. They've been planning this war for 70 years or more. Khrushchev said, I think in the 50s, I'll take America without firing a single shot. I'll destroy you from within. And when you look at the communist agenda that's creeped into everywhere, schools and and is just one piece of it, you can see that a lot happened while people were asleep at the wheel, and I include myself in that. I was busy fighting in Southeast Asia. Not realizing we had a hell of a fight here at home that needed doing, but people are waking up. It's a process. You can't rush it. Uh, But I have been just edified to a cellular level and overjoyed at the amount of engagement that I see in everybody from 10-year-olds to 80-year-old soccer grandmas who are going to their board meetings and fighting their corner, and they need to. You know, don't ever doubt that you can make a difference. You're the only one who can. No single lawyer or doctor is coming to your rescue. There's not enough of us. This is a worldwide takeover they are planning. It's not one region like we saw with Rwanda or Hitler's Germany or the Cambodian genocide. This is planetary-wide. There's and, and there are no leaders coming to your rescue, unlike Churchill and FDR did. You're not getting a white knight in shining armor who's coming in to save the day. You're saving the day. This is Margaret Mead on steroids. Never doubt a small group of concerned citizens can change the world. Indeed, they're the only ones who ever have. You are you are the fighting force that is peacefully going to change this. All we need to do is stand up and say no. That's it. And that's what the truckers are doing right now. That's what our military whistleblowers are doing. That is what the, the pilots are doing who are fighting against these FAA uh, regulations. Well, the regulations are on their side. The mandate is what's mandating unlawfully that the pilots take the vaccine and now it's hurting them when they're up in the skies. People everywhere are standing up. Just figure out what floats your boat, what rings your bell the loudest and throw your lot in with that and help fight your corner. That's it. And, you know, it reminds me of those, you know, it reminds me of those old cartoons, you know, where, where this one uh, weakling didn't think he had the power. And then the whole movie, he had the power the whole time. You know, I mean, I hate to, I hate to throw in a cartoon, you know, reference, but it is, it's like, it's like you've had, you've had the power, you've had it the whole time. It was just about unlocking it. And unfortunately, what was locking you from unlocking it was social media and fake news the whole time. But here's the thing, the Mockingbird media, the, the talking heads, 50 people saying the same thing, same time from Detroit to Tupelo to, to New Hampshire, that is falling apart as we speak. We've got new systems that are being built from healthcare systems. If your people are being medically kidnapped, it's a whole nother issue. Reach out to me through my website, freedomfathernation.org. We're starting to build separate structures for people to go to when they need help. But everything is being revamped and media is one of those. CNN, as you well know, since fall of last year, can't bust a million views on one of their programs that whole month, whatever it was, I think it was October. And Dell Bigtree is getting six and a half million views. I mean, you are the new media. We are the new government. We are building new structures. Is it the work of a day? No, this is a long haul and it's a hell of a heavy lift, but we're getting it done. And uh, I never doubt that it will get there. We're going to have the way the Nuremberg issue ended in in Nazi Germany with the code and the trials. That is going to happen again. It will. The human race has never done itself in. Today, it's not going to be the first day. We will get through this. We will hold the people who are responsible accountable. We will come out into a golden era where we have revamped the systems that were evil and and always looking to do us in for the good. And, uh, And all we need to do is stay the course. 
You got me. You got me thinking like I feel like I just drank like a whole pot of coffee. I'm ready to kick this table over right now. Jump out in my car and just throw on my armor of God and go to war. Hey, uh, Lee, I want to say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, person to person. God bless you. Thank you for coming on tonight. I know you're busy. I'd love to have you back on in the future. Um, talk about, uh, you know, more ways people can stand up and fight back. I know as this convoy continues to go, you'll be involved. So we'll definitely bring you back on. Uh, I'll give you the, the, uh, Give you the floor now to uh, let people know where they can find you and let you uh, let them know where they can go and help out uh, your fight for America. Sounds great, my friend. Thanks again for having me. Without you guys, we're nothing. Uh, again, I'm a human rights attorney. If you didn't catch my name, it's Lee Dundas. And you can find me at freedomfighternation.org. You can learn about all the efforts we talked about. You can support the efforts we talked about. You can get yourself educated to fight your corner. I'll see you there or on the next big stage. Thanks again for having me, Jeremy. God bless you, Lee. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Be safe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, human rights attorney Lee Dundas. God bless her and her fight. I mean, I look, you, you know, we, we you know how hard we fight here on Life from America. You know that. Can you imagine people like her who are just all over the place? She has kids. She has a daughter. She's all over the place fighting. God bless that woman and her efforts to save this country because <laughs> we need it now more than ever. Look, folks, we're going to take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America. I know a lot of people have been saying it's their new favorite show. I get it. It's my favorite show, too. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. All right, guys. I thought that was one of the best interviews we've ever had. I thought that was literally probably one of the best interviews that we ever had. Somebody asked, where is she out of? She actually lives in California. So tip of the spear for real. Uh, you're welcome, Ellie. She says, thank you, Jeremy, for having her excellent interview. She's a firecracker. Great interview. Great interview. This is all I'm seeing from everybody. She sure is. She's awesome. I mean, this is what I'm reading from people on, on Rumble, but let's go over to Getter. Let's see what people are saying over there on Getter. Vicki Vale says she's amazing. She is a firecracker. Need more like that, says Katie. God bless her. Suzanne says, I agree. Uh, I love the music. Well, thank you very much. We need to shout out Eli for that. We got a great producer in the house. My brother from another mother, man. I love that guy. He's doing great. And, uh, you know, the further we go, the better the show will get. And that's all. And we're all in this together, folks. It's not just me. It's not him. It's all of you. Without you, this doesn't exist. It just doesn't. Um, Rival, how you doing, Kara? Uh, Good to see you. She said, what a fire. Oh, wait, no, perfect guest. Thank you very much. And Leslie Lugo says, this was almost as amazing as Pastor Greg Locke. We're going to get him back on soon. I know he's going through a lot right now and fighting too. Guys, <clears throat> every single day, it's a new fight. Every single day we, we wake up, we need to strap on that armor of God. We just need to. And if you do not strap on that armor of God, ladies and gentlemen, then I got to tell you, you're not going to be able to do it alone. You're just not. Nobody's going to be able to fight what we need to fight alone. You, you're just not going to be able to. You need the power of God and you need the armor of God with you every single day. But when we do come back from this commercial break, I do have some really good stories to go through. So we'll try to crank through them. Um, Eli, we want to meet you even if it's just for a few seconds. You hear that, Eli? They want to meet you even if it's just for a few seconds. Maybe tomorrow morning since it's a Friday. Maybe tomorrow morning. I do want to let you guys all know while you're all here still, folks, I am leaving um, from February 10th, which is a Thursday, to February 14th, which is a Monday. I will be back in the chair Tuesday morning on the 15th. 
and again, Tuesday evening. But on those days, I will have a show for you, and it will be live. It will look like it's live anyway for you guys to all still be on there, interacting with each other, loving each other, and and encouraging each other and inspiring each other. But it will only be one show a day for those days. So I apologize for that. But it will be the 11 o'clock hour on Thursday, Friday, and Monday there will be a special show for each one of you, and they will also go to Real America's Voice News for that night. Going forward in the future, once Eli's able to run everything on his own, we will have guest uh, hosts like Heather Mullins from Real America's Voice News and maybe others filling in for me if I have to leave. But it's very hard to pry me out of this chair for a day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very hard. I do want to let you know that when I come back, I'll only be back for a day or two, and then I got to go right back out on the Save America Freedom Tour. And uh, I am no longer really, um, how do I want to say this, booking these dates and, and locations. Uh, Real America's Voice really is because we're in uh, midterm midterm election season and Trump is everywhere. So they're kind of moving things around with him. We did talk about how we need to get back out to that West coast that we wanted to for so long. Uh, but I, South Carolina is where I think I'll be flying out to the day, two days after I get back on, on the 14th. So Going to be moving a lot, folks, but Eli will be able to be here in the studio running the show for me while I'm out on the road, and I will be zooming in to do the show. He'll just be doing it all from here, so I don't have to use up the bandwidth while I'm out there. See what I'm saying? Um, All right. I just wanted to give you guys all of that update (laughs) while I could, okay? Uh, Does Jeremy still talk to Will Johnson? Of course I do. He's one of my best friends of all time. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have found my way to God when I did. I love Will. We're just all busy. (laughs) So let's come back from this break. Here we go. Welcome back, folks. This is Live from America. What a great show. What a great guest, huh? Lee Dundas. I mean, she's been out there fighting so very hard for everybody. And I just, she has my utmost respect. But let's get into it, folks, because we do have a couple stories that we have to get to tonight. And I don't want to miss them. And we got dum dums and smarties to give away. So we we definitely don't want to mess that up. Uh, The Democrats. They've always been the party of racism, war, fear-mongering, and hypocrisy. We know that. It's nothing new. But now, ladies and gentlemen, the January 6th unselect committee member, Representative Jamie Raskin, who I think is probably one of the largest weasels there are out there. If you think Master Splinter, Tony the Ratface Fauci, is a large rodent, Representative Jamie Raskin definitely definitely is a lot larger of a rodent than Tony the rat face Fauci. But let's get into it, folks, because Jamie Raskin and his wife, well, they might be in trouble. At least they might be in trouble when we take back over because they violated laws regarding stock trades and they blamed it on their dead son, just like a Democrat would do. The Raskins have been in uh, politics and controversy for a long time. Now the Democrat family is caught hiding stock transactions, which is against the law, and their excuse is absolutely sickening. Jamie Raskin and his nasty Democrat rep- is a nasty Democrat representative in the U.S. House. He and his family have been involved in shady actions and now have been caught in some more. Raskin's father was a college professor, Marcus Raskin, who was indicted for conspiracy to resist the Vietnam War effort. He was indicted for conspiracy to, dis- to obstruct the Vietnam War effort by encouraging young men to resist the draft. That's funny because I have heard in the past Jamie Raskin making fun of President Trump for not uh, for, for dodging the draft. It's awful funny, isn't it? He co-authored a call 
to resist illegitimate authority and stood trial along with Benjamin Spock and others who advocated the burning of draft cards, break-ins at draft boards, and other unlawful actions to obstruct the war effort. Fast forward to his loser son, Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland violated federal conflict of interest law by failing to properly disclose stock shares, folks, his wife received for advising a Colorado-based financial technology trust company. Now you're starting to understand why these Democrats don't want there to be any kind of ban on a politician being able to stock trade? Ah, hmm, isn't that weird? The congressman likewise disclosed information about the sale of reserve trust stock eight months after Sarah Bloom Raskin dumped the stock in the late uh, in late 2020 for one point five million dollars. An insider analyst, uh, anal- excuse me, analyst analysis of federal records indicates. Boy, I got a case of that Joe Biden there for a minute. Today, Junior, this violation of the stop trading um, on Congressional Knowledge Act's disclosure provisions, which exists to promote transparency and defend against financial conflicts, comes at a time of significant national attention for the Raskins. Uh, Raskin used his son's untimely death as his reason for breaking the law. Democrats really have no shame whatsoever, folks. His wife is being pushed by Joe Biden to join the Fed, clearly a conflict of interest. How could uh, Mrs. Raskin ever be objective and independent in the actions involving the United States economy with her spouse pushing far left America, destroying policies in Congress? Look, these folks are always going to be involved in shady deals. That's how they get rich. That's how Nancy Pelosi has become a multimillionaire in the role that she has. Our job is not only to continue to expose these cockroaches, but when we do take power again, to not have a spineless GOP in our leadership like the McDumdums and actually have somebody who's going to do something about it and then end up uh, freezing every one of these assets, freezing their bank accounts, taking it back and giving it back to the people who it rightfully belongs to because these people are nothing but thieves. And to blame it on your dead son and say that it was his involvement, not yours, Jamie Raskin, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day here on Live from America, folks. And I want to bring one more thing to your attention before we go to our last commercial break, and that is this. That is this, folks. Texas heartbeat bill has cut abortions in half in the great state of Texas since it was implemented. This is wonderful Wonderful news because that means thousands and thousands and thousands of babies have been able to live. A Texas law effectively banning abortions of babies uh, with detectable heartbeats appears to have saved the lives of over 15,000 babies since taking effect five months ago. According to statistics from the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, the Texas heartbeat bill requires abortionists to screen for a preborn baby's heartbeat and prohibits abortion if a heartbeat can be heard. General, genuinely, excuse me, generally as early as six weeks, with exceptions only for medical emergencies. It relies on a unique enforcement mechanism, which is exclusively uh, empowers private citizens to bring civil lawsuits against abortionists instead of this of a state prosecution. The law does not protect babies prior to them developing 
excuse me, the law does not protect babies prior to them developing a detectable heartbeat. Look, I can go on and on and on in the story, but the long story short is, folks, 15,000 blessings from God have been able to enjoy life. That right there is the highlight of the story. No need for me to get into percentages and what bill this is and when it passed and who's been trying to fight it. The moral of the story is that 15,000 precious little beautiful babies have been allowed to live. And if that is not a highlight of your day, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, if that doesn't make you drop to your knees in your living room right now and say, Lord Jesus, thank you so very much. Lord Jesus, thank you so very much for putting us on a path to finally, finally outlawing abortion in this country. And I have a lot of friends who are not religious at all, have no faith bone in their body, and they still think murdering a helpless little baby is wrong. But that should be common sense, right? It should be common sense that we don't want to murder helpless little babies. I know that's a far-fetched idea in America in 2022, folks. But that's ultimately what you're doing, is you're killing, killing these babies. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and cue that drum roll, please, because we are going to give the great state of Texas the Smarty Award of the Day on Live from America. They deserve it, don't they? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have one more, just one more commercial break to take. So we will take that now, and we will be back. And when we come back, you know we always got to leave a smile on your face. More Live from America. When we return, please stay tuned. God bless. All right, folks. We got a few more minutes left. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much. Not only it's, I don't want to say I thank you guys every day for the financial help, but that's not what I want to say thank you for to end the night tonight. I don't. What I want to say thank you for, folks, is for pushing me to take a leap of faith, pushing me to take this leap of faith to do this job. Now, while I don't make near as much as I would personally, the business is doing very well. Personally, though, I give myself a check just like any responsible business owner would do, and I don't take anything outside of that. Even though I'm making less than I was when I was in my IT position, I would not change this for the world. You guys have given me the opportunity to fight for America every single day as a job. And when you have just one American fighting 14 hours a day every day for this country as their job, you will never, ever slip into darkness. If you just have one American, do- one American doing this, and we have millions. So for that, on behalf of my family... On behalf of my wife, my children, my dog, my cat, as much as I can't stand my cat, we want to say thank you for doing this for us, for pushing us, for giving us the uh, inspiration to take the sleep of faith. Again, folks, I don't think I ever would have done this without your support. And I would like to let you know that we are 82% of the way back to our monthly recurring um, income. And uh, I sent out an email, a first batch of emails to the new donors from the new digital site uh, today. Uh, I got up to, to the letter D. And now tomorrow I will move on and start with the with the uh, the first letter D for the last name and move on. Uh, but I, again, folks, it's it's truly an honor to do this job for you. I'll never take it lightly. I will never ever ever disappoint you, and I will never go back to Facebook <laughs> ever ever again. 
Hey, by the way, did you hear about PayPal? Did you hear about PayPal and Facebook stock? Ooh, the bottom is dumping out of that barrel. The bottom, <laughs> somebody said Jeremy Kittens are God's creation too. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They also bother me very, very much. I'm a dog guy. What can I say? I'm a dog guy, you know? Um, let's come back from this commercial break and let's end the show the right way. Let's end the show how we should end the show. And of course, you know, I've got something funny planned for you. I can't leave you with nothing. I got to leave you with a little laugh on your face. Anyway, let's go back from this, uh, commercial break. Welcome back, folks. Hey, look, we're at the last couple minutes of the show here. I don't have a lot of time, uh, but what I do want to say is uh, today is the one-year anniversary since I was banned from Facebook for eternity. So we're definitely going to say celebrate good times on that one. I even think I have a little uh, soundbite for that. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to celebrate good times because PayPal and Facebook The bottom has fallen out, folks. PayPal is now down 25%. I don't want to say it was because of the Live from America audience, but it might have been. And Facebook meta is down 23%. So, folks, I'm going to leave you with a beautiful, funny video for the day. God bless each and every one of you. I hope this makes you laugh. This is Democrat Cobra Kai. This is what they're doing right now, training for President Donald J. Trump. Check this out. (laughs) oh no it didn't play oh no hold on hold on we got to get this in sorry i gotta i gotta re-pull this back up because you guys have to see this you have to see this this has to play come on please play nope it isn't gonna play oh no i don't know what happened to the video but anyway folks it was very funny it was very funny it was called democrat cobra kai and it was about them uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> getting ready to uh, well, we chat. Oh, here it is. Smear here it is. Smear hard? No mercy. That's right. Democrats position. Wow, where are we? This is a school of Congress and fake news. Is this another one of your students? Yes, Chuck. I've got a lot of fakes in this one. Huh, we'll see about that. No mercy, man. Here at the school of Congress and fake news, we smear first, smear hard, and have no mercy. What do we learn here? Smear first, smear hard, no mercy. <laughs> smear first, smear hard, and no mercy. <laughs> the Democrats don't know what they're doing, folks. They're chasing their tail like a dog. Anyway, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper if you find value in this show. Don't hesitate to go to JeremyHarrell.com. Check out the merchandise and apparel we have there. Get yourself a You Can't Beat God shirt or hat. Go out there and let the world know that you cannot beat God. Sign up for the, uh, the newsletter so you get a newsletter every single day. If you or anybody you need uh, or know needs a Bible, there's definitely a free Bible sign up on there as well. Listen to good MAGA music and consider becoming a monthly donor, folks. God bless you. Thank you for watching the show tonight. I will see you bright and early tomorrow, 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, folks, you know the drill. Spread the gospel. Keep your families close. Love you. God bless you. Rebirth of America.